have sat on this table, but there can only be one show. MTC Beats. It's time for the Money Mine Mastery What's going on everybody? My name is MP. My name is SB. And today and forever, we are always the Triple M Podcast. Podcast. And today, we got a special guest. And before we introduce the special guests, we always have to remind you, please remember to comment, like, subscribe, and make sure you share this video with everybody. Your titas, your titos, your tío, your tía, everybody. Mm -hmm. Share with everybody, because the way that this man is about to tell his story, gems, bombs, gems, Can't blood wait. diamond. Where's the diamond? You know, you know what I'm saying? Um, introduce him, sir. Int I'll introduce him, man. So today, we got Mr. David Neal in the building, who is a fitness coach with United Coaching. He's a coach that specializes in habit-based systems that are you know, results-driven, making that, making sure that all his clients are fully set up for success. Now, with fitness, it not only changed his life, but it provided him with the tools mm. to really take on life's challenges, making him just a happier and healthier person. So, Dave, welcome to Triple M, baby. Appreciate you, man. Happy to be here. It's Happy to be good. Sir. It's gonna be welcome, good. Welcome. It's a privilege and an honor. Hell yeah, always, brother. And yes, SB, you know the drill. Man. Yes, sir. Well. Before we start, we always want to talk about, we, we started this gratitude series that we kind of missed last time, but we'll make sure we get it this time. So we'll do two. We'll do two. Um, the gratitude series essentially is you just got to say something that you're grateful for. Um, in, in our case, we got to say something twice. I'll start. I'm grateful for, at first with Kent, man, that workout that we did, that was eye-opening. Uh, that was my, really my first boxing workout back from my injury. And I'm grateful I was able to do it without any injuries and, you know, kill myself for, uh, you know, for good. Yeah. Some, some, uh, that's something I'm grateful for. Um, how about you? Me? I'm grateful for the opportunity to meet all these amazing different individuals. Mm. It's, it's, it's honestly a blessing to it have is. this network, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How about you, sir? I'm grateful to be on this podcast and to meet you fine gentlemen that are on the, on the come up. Appreciate you know, it. very committed and uh, to your personal development, which I think is super, super, like, it's a godsend. You know, it's a blessing if you have that growth mindset. So I'm grateful that I'm surrounded by individuals that have the same level of frequency and thinking. Hell yeah. There we go. Love it, man. Another thing That's I'm good. grateful for is it's I'm grateful good. to actually meet you. And it's that, that meeting that we had, I told you, we could have just recorded that and just called it a day, bro, because I learned a lot. And I always say this, like, we're doing this podcast, you know. It's not. It's not for fame, for money, or all, and all that. I just want to learn. But if it does happen, it does happen. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to deny it. <laughs> I'm not going to deny it. But it's not for that reason. You know what I mean? Like it's um, it's something that I. It's 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 an investment. I say if it's I there, agree. then it's there. Yeah, right. That's but true. Yeah. It's what's more important: what you acquire or what you become. It's, what, it's who you become, right? Always. So that's At it. the end of the day, yeah. I love it, man. And the last thing that I'm grateful for is the opportunity, again, to learn. There you go. Right? Like you said, man, I'm, I'm, I'm using this just to be selfish. You know, we hear it here first before all y'all. Right? So we're learning before you guys are. And I'm grateful for that. 
sir. <laughs> and without further ado, man, David Neal, thank you so much again for thank taking you. the time to sit down with us. You know, I'm really pumped for people to really to hear your story because with your career and with the path that you're taking, it's it's not a conventional path. Mm. You know, like no one goes to school to become what you're doing right now, a personal trainer, mm-hmm. right? So like discuss a journey of like your, your whole journey of leading up to personal training. Sure. So initially when I first got into fitness, it was because I was going over, uh, getting over a breakup. You know, the old saying, breakups make bodybuilders. Yeah. <laughs> super corny. <laughs> yeah. uh, so initially it started out kind of not petty, but very superficial. So when I got into fitness, I was like, I'm just going to get in the best shape of my life and and uh, maybe make her feel certain ways about that. But what I realized as, as I started exercising and taking care of my own health, I was like, wow, this is actually something that I genuinely love. Okay. Like I fell in love, madly in love with health and fitness. And then what I realized is whenever I would, I would, I would come, like I would become on fire when I talked about it. When, when other people would talk to me about fitness, I like, I felt this surge of energy, like this fire inside of me to just constantly share. And, um, I was always taught that something that, that you should do is always something that you never get tired of. And what I've learned about health and fitness, I literally never get tired of it. It's been so many years now and I still get so excited to read a new study, to learn from other experts in my field and learn about different facets of fitness and how how it embodies and encompasses so many different areas of life. I like that. It's uh no, it's funny cuz you said it happened after a breakup. It's just it's so funny because that's actually it happens to a lot of people, right? Yeah. It's, uh, you find your passion because of something negative, but you turn it into something that's positive. It's really, uh, it's really great. I know because I, I know like, way back in the day when I first like broke up with my ex girlfriend, the first thing I did, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a six pack. <laughs> I'm gonna make her want me. Yes, sir. <laughs> look at me now, motherfuckers. I'm out here <laughs> listening to a lot of R and B slow jams. <laughs> <Man, those, laughs> hey, I'm not. Uh, heartbroken, but I still listen to those. Come oh, on, yeah. bro. Come on, man. Yeah. We're Filipino, man. Exactly. Yeah. It's, 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 it's in our blood. Yeah, exactly, right? I have the mic right now. Hold on. Oh, Just man, kidding. right? Three Filipinos with a mic? Oh, uh, buddy, you already know. Is it a podcast? Nah, bro. Close it's karaoke, baby. <laughs> this is a magic mic. Exactly. So, so how long have you been personal training for? So I started personal training in 2011. All my friends were very much into entrepreneurship. I was blessed and, and fortunate enough to be around people that were either dating coaches or they were into um, uh, so, like some sort of entrepreneurship. And I always knew that I wanted to do something that was either freelance or something to do with personal development of, in one way, shape, or form. Uh, and I didn't want to be a life coach because I thought that was corny, especially at the age I was at the time. What kind of life experience can I share with other people? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, what I went in up, uh, ended up going into, which was health and fitness, I was surprised. I was like, whoa, I actually really, really enjoy coaching people how to get in shape, coaching people about nutrition, coaching people about habits. And mm-hmm. what I learned from that, and so when I started in 2011, I just want to be flat out open and honest here, I sucked. Like the amount of information mm-hmm. that... I was I just didn't know a lot back then and I knew how to get myself in shape but I didn't know how to get other people in shape and that's what it was it was such a beautiful uh, lesson for me because when I learned how to get other people into health and, uh, in shape, it became very meaningful work to me because I was like, I'm now creating some sort of impact, which I didn't think that I, I had the skills to do at the time. And uh, in fact, my first personal training job, I actually got let go. Mm. And I got let go because I wasn't aware that it was a sales job. Mm. So I got into yeah. it th- and I was like, oh wow, like the first 
like I, I felt very discouraged because I felt like I didn't even get an opportunity to show what I was, I was made of. So, yeah. and one of the first things, and I told you this off air was that, uh, I was told by a coworker, personal trainers come a dime a dozen. And as soon as you leave or you get fired, there'll be four more to replace you. Of course. Right. And Same. so I was like, okay, fair enough. Uh, sometimes that type of information that you hear could be either discouraging or it could be motivating. Right. So when I heard that, I was like, I'm going to be the best possible personal trainer I can be. So after I left, after I was let go from that gym, I went to another gym and thankfully I had so much mentorship and so much belief in that and what I can do. And sometimes you just need people around you that believe in you because I was telling you off air again, every good man needs an opportunity. And if you have right. a good opportunity and you have that vehicle and you go in it, you throw your whole heart and soul in it, you could be good at, in my opinion, almost anything. Granted, if you're five foot seven like me, you're probably never going to be a professional basketball player. But uh, that being yeah, said, come on, Nate Robinson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Come on. there's limitations. Right? Yeah, <laughs> but nothing with the mind, right? So, True. if if you could basically marry yourself to something that you love uh, in terms of a skill set, then you'll be good eventually. You know, and it just takes time and effort and focus and surrounding yourself with the right type of people at all times. You mentioned that. Uh, let's jump into your experience because you do online coaching. Yes. Right? Is that yeah. is that your specialty now, or do you still do physical training in like you do in person physical training? Sure, sure. So uh, I would say now mostly exclusively online. I say mostly because I still like to keep my finger in the pulse with in person training to some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. So for example, I coach at F forty five, which is a group training resistance based workout uh, that I do. There's hybrid workouts, there's cardio-based workouts, mm. and I like to do that because um, you have a very limited time to coach in a sense that you have to give very quick cues. True. And I found that the application online was very helpful because, as you know, when you're coaching somebody online, it, it requires a different type of skill. That being said, in the summer, I was also coaching a teens basketball team for strength and conditioning, which I really, really enjoyed because, okay. first of all, the the teenagers <laughs> nowadays, bro. I don't know what they're eating, bro. They're pros, yeah. I don't know. Special built different. They're like built way different. taller than you now. Like that's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's backtrack because you said you you do well. You mainly do online training now. Yeah. Was that transition because of COVID or like how did that how did that sure. happen? So full transparency, I like I said, I've been a trainer for a while. Uh, when I I moved back to Calgary last year because my nephew almost died and there was just some health issues with my family. My mom had an aortic dissection and almost died as well. So um, I went through three career changes last year. Mm. So when I went through three different career changes, I first started selling cars. Uh, yep. I wasn't very good at it. I'm going to be totally honest with you there. And then I went into um, and then I went to become an F45 head coach. And that's its own type of skills. It requires a lot of time as well. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then... From the all, in between all that, I did some odd jobs, I did some day jobs, and then the opportunity came up with my friend Alex, who said, "Hey, we are looking for online coaches to be part of our team, which is United Coaching." And I, he's a man that I totally respect, that I worked with in in-person training as well, and I knew that he was very evidence-based, and not only evidence-based because that's that word gets thrown around so often now. It's sure. more like he he was just good with people, and I also saw his come up. Like he was a very shy guy and then all of a sudden you can see him speaking on stages. He wrote a book, like just very inspiring individual. And what I learned from that, I was like, oh, you know what? I want to be around more people like that, that are hungry. Yeah. And so when when I got the opportunity to work with United Coaching, um, 
I was even surprised by how quickly I was able to go online because real uh, in my brain, I was like, maybe it'll take about six to eight months or a year even to be fully online because I've met a lot of uh, online coaches that are still kind of in between, yep. so more of a hybrid role. Yep. Uh, but it, in, a, in eight weeks, I was able to go completely online, which was nice. And the only reason I do in-person coaching now is just because I do want to be a better coach. And I do find that being an online coach and an offline coach, yep. the, the Kind of go hand in hand, but they're also different at the same time. And I do think it's very important to practice your trade. Jack of all trades. That's what it is. Um, since we talked about that topic, um, how are you able to provide the same level of you know effectiveness or service when you're tra- training virtually versus someone that's in front of you? Great question. So when I used to live in Toronto, I used to train very, train clients very, very early. And then I would finish my day at the end of the night. So there'd be usually a, a lull in the middle of the day. That's when I would typically work out. And I didn't have any more energy to give my clients after work. Like I would get a text message. What do you think about this type of food? Or what do you think about this type of exercise? I had no more energy to give. And I would train clients and be just exhausted. So I found that I actually provide a much better service online because I offer far more support. And on top of that, realistically, what does it require for someone to be successful with their health and fitness goals? It requires a handful, a very mm. small handful of very good habits. And as long mm. as I'm able to hold someone accountable to those yep. handful of habits, then you're going to see a lot of success. I like that. And question for you. Now, you mentioned habits. What would you say, like, what are the main habits that someone needs to really create or cultivate before they are able to you know, lose weight effectively or build muscle effectively? Love that question. So the best way I can answer that is always focus on tiny, small victories every single day. So Love it. We preach that, man. All day, yeah, baby. It's all about preach the snowball that. effect. And I, I strongly believe, and I, I see this in many different facets. My father's a piano teacher, and I see it a little bit of success when people get that quote-unquote motivation. What people get uh, is when they see a little bit of success, they become far more motivated. So it's kind of like this weird feedback yep. loop that happens. Yep. And so cool. that could be something as simple as, Let's follow this meal plan in the very beginning because I'm a strong believer that you shouldn't just stick to a meal plan. You should eventually learn how to actually diet uh, in a way that fits your lifestyle. But in the very beginning, it's a good foundation for people. So if you get that small win and you start to see some changes in the scale, I have a client in this week alone, her name is Chantel. She's already dropped like five pounds in the first week. Now, granted, not all of that is body fat. Some of that is water. But just a small adjustment in her habits, right? And by doing that, now she's super motivated to continue to move forward. And that's all you need. If you see a little bit of success yeah. and you snowball that success and then it eventually becomes a habit. As you know, if you look at research, it's roughly about 66 days to develop a habit, right? So if True. you can get somebody in that first three months into just seeing some small victories day in and day out, whether that be a good night's sleep, whether that be just drinking a little bit more water, whether that be getting five to 10,000 steps, it sounds like a lot more than it actually is, but just moving more and then seeing the scale now, we don't want to focus too much on the scale, but the scale is just a way we can measure, and you don't manage what you don't measure, mm. right? So if we're able to me- measure little metrics, little bit of variables here and there, you will see success, and when you see that success, there's nothing more motivating than success. I agree. Mm. It's very true, right? Because success feels good, man. Right? Bro, it feels it's, amazing. It's like, it's like, it's... It's just dopamine. You're like, mm, I'm losing yep. weight. I'm winning. It's like right? karaoke. I was when I was so <laughs> give you guys an example. I'm a horrible singer, yeah. but it doesn't matter. Every now and then, when you hit that note, oh, bro, know, bro, oh, yeah. I was like, maybe I got something here, hey. <laughs> bro. You, you like once you hit the note, you're like, mm. oh, I step back. <laughs> Did you see the score on the screen? That's a good way to say it. That's a good way to say. It. I don't care about the score, bro. But you hit that note, you're like, bro, 
I think I can do this. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> no, I, I agree with everything you said there, David. Um, now, a follow-up question to that, okay? Mm. Now, give you, I'll give you a little scenario. Let's say that I've been working with you for like the past six months. Mm-hmm. You got me absolutely shredded, dry mm. to the bone. My, you can see my six-pack has a six-pack and all that stuff. <laughs> and at that point, you're like, Marvin... You don't need me no more, mm. right? Which I'm, which I'm sure you'll you'll mm. get to a point with 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 certain clients where like you don't really need me. Mm. At that point, as a client, like, what if I rebound? Is it because of the habits that I didn't really didn't really stick that I just fall off the wagon? Like, what would you? How how would one avoid rebounding and just gaining all that weight back after working with you for six months? Love that. So just so you know, we actually do not have a weight loss problem. We have a uh, a sustainable weight loss problem. We all know somebody that has lost weight before, but regained it back. So there are many people that have lost 10 pounds, lost 20 pounds, regained it all back. Now, the first place to start is first have some grace. Life is what happens when you're busy making plans. Like Mm. things happen, like whether you're going through a breakup, whether you're... Uh, something happened at work. Anything could happen to deter whatever that priority was for you in the past. So uh, as you guys know, there's only so many things you could focus on in the day. And if your health, which unfortunately is usually the first thing that people kind of put in the back burner, um, that's why a lot of people gain weight again and rebound. So the first thing to do is just go back to your fundamentals. So if I did have a client that was after six months shredded, which by the way, um, not that I have anything against people that are shredded. I definitely do like working with people that like to get shredded. I like to get shredded here and there as well. But for me, what I, what I, my main approach and what I uh, tend to lean more towards is finding your own happy medium. And I want to emphasize that. So finding your own happy medium being, okay, so I've been super lean myself. I've been also a little overweight and in somewhere in the middle is where I was happiest, mm. right? Because at a certain point, you're going to realize that when you're super lean, it's actually kind of miserable. Like your sex drive is low, you're cold all the time, and you're highly restricted. So I was what just you gonna say? Yeah. It, it takes more training too to actually maintain that, right? It's just it's just more outside of the gym than you think. Like the the workout itself is actually the easiest part. It's measuring every calorie yeah. that comes into yeah. your body. Yeah. It's making sure you get a good, uh, enough rest and recovery. And then on top of that, you're missing out on social events. And it's just not any way to live, in my opinion. Okay. Now, having said that, there are people that are competitors, and that's a totally different conversation. But for the vast majority of people, the general population, they have to find their own happy medium. And I can't find that for them. But what I can do is develop the right habits so that they find that happy Mm -hmm. medium and they realize, okay, you know what? Maybe I'm a little bit on the fluffier side. However, I can enjoy drinks with the boys two, three times a week. I can have a nice date night with my wife. I can I can uh, watch the game. I could watch the fight and actually enjoy some wings. Like That's where I want most of my clients to be. I want them to be in that point where they're all my clients, I should say, not most, but eventually get to that point where you find where you're most happy in your body. That's that, that's, oh, sorry to cut you off, but that's that's really great point because that that's me. You know, I just want to be able to be, you know, to be to be fit, but at the same time, not kind not not lose out on anything. Yeah. I, if I want to eat, bro, I'm gonna eat. Yeah. You know true. what I mean? So that's 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 what he means by happy medium, and it's a good point to to make. Yeah, like earlier this, like today, before this, we started the podcast. We started eating pizza, bro. If we, if we had, <laughs> if we were competing for a show, no way. Yeah, we can't. We can't eat. We're pizza. Probably starving right now. One hundred percent, right? All we gotta eat is cucumbers and rice cakes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny that when we look at the idea of health and it, the way it's portrayed, it's oftentimes someone that's very lean. 
Now, I have nothing to say against that. I do think it's aesthetic to look at. It's beautiful to look at. In my opinion, I think the human body is one of the most beautiful pieces of art mm. that exists, whether that be in movement form mm-hmm. or rather that be the aesthetic. But I will say this. When you see people that lean, they're not happy. They're mm. not happy. They give this portrayal of being happy. They got spray tan on, yep. right? They they look like they're happier than they actually are, but their sex drive is very low. They're, if they're not pharmaceutically enhanced, that's another conversation as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And th- there's a lot of parts of the industry that are ugly, unfortunately, but I think that's why it's very important to talk with people and clients. Like, Don't worry about looking like that person. I think there is a, a healthy level of competition and comparison. I do think that. However, find your best version of yourself in terms of your physique and where you're at mentally, right? Yep. So, yeah. I like that, man. That's, that, that, was a, that was a great answer. And since we're on the topic the of, you know, like dieting and all that yep. stuff, I want to get your thoughts on this specific diet. You know, it's, it's been popping off on my feed for some reason. The carnivore diet. <laughs> what are your thoughts? No, 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 no. Let's say you have a, let's say I'm your client. Sure. Okay? Another example. And I'm like, David, man, I won't eat carnivore. I won't eat no vegetables, protein. I swear to God, if you make me drink protein, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a drop you right now. <laughs> carnivore only or bust. Like, do you accommodate to these kind of clients? And, and, and if so, like, yeah, just walk us through that. Yeah, sure. So uh, when it comes to the carnivore diet, I want to talk about the pros first. The pros are you're essentially limiting your options to eat, right? So you're, yeah. you're forced to eat just meat. Now, having said that, if you have autoimmune issues, if you have some like eczema like most Filipinos do, keratosis, polaris, all these different skin conditions mm. that are especially popular with, with uh, Asian Pacific Islanders, uh, then I could see there being a benefit for short periods of time. Because right. you need to give your digestive system a break. There are times when uh, your body is just inundated with whatever you're putting in it, whether it be... Uh, whether it be alcohol or and uh, you just you're just giving your body a rest now having said that it's not sustainable because you're not getting all the nutrients that you actually need now having said that if I have a client that comes to me and they they're very fixated on what they want to do um, I've made I would say uh, the mistake of letting clients dictate what I what they think should work for them and what ends up happening is if the diet really worked then they would not be coming to me for that true right? yeah. It's, yeah. it's like when you hear people say, oh, I tried keto. And again, I, I, we could talk pros and cons. I think mostly cons with keto. Uh, having said that, when someone says, keto has worked for me. Well, did it truly work if you kept the weight off? Because oh. if you didn't keep the weight off, then it didn't work. Right? I, I did keto. I lost weight. I gained it back in like a, a week, bro. Yeah, and the thing is like we talked about success earlier in terms of like motivation, right? Mm. And I see why people love keto because first of all, when you when you remove an entire macronutrient from your body, uh, you, you lose weight faster, but a lot of that is water because carbohydrates contain a lot of water and they hold, they cause you to retain a lot of water. Yep, true. And so people get insane results in the first month. They're like, I dropped 20 pounds. Like, of course, because not only did you lose body fat, but you also lost a ton of water. And yeah. so because they, they get that initial boom of success, they think that this is the this is the holy grail. Yeah, yeah. Right. That was exactly me, code. man. That was, <laughs> no. that, I, that's what. That's exactly what I thought. I'm like, I found the cheat code, man. Yeah, this is it, man. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't have to eat carbs and I can no, lose it's, weight. It's, Damn. It's, when you're in ketosis, man. Ah, man, it's the worst. I feel so weak, but I, I, it worked for me for like about a month. And that once I start eating, bro, that's guys. We want to thrive, not survive. Mm. You, you understand oh. that uh, uh, the ketogenic diet is a a response that our body has when it's on survival mode it goes through a state of gluconeogenesis and our body is forced to turn 
different macronutrients into glucose for our body, right? So uh, as a result, of course, you're going to lose weight. But at the same time, like if you remove, it's kind of like our Filipino relatives are like, I stopped eating rice and I lost a bunch of weight, yeah, which, which, okay, you did. But that's because you essentially went on a calorie deficit yeah. without realizing you went on a calorie yeah. deficit. Right? Yeah, that's the main true. thing in your calories rice. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> man. Because, like, dude, the ulam to rice ratio, mm. dude, 90% rice, man. 10% ulam. That's like, what, 1,500, 700 calories more, maybe? Yeah, and I'm continuing eating. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and the aunties are like, hey, come on, some more, baby. You can't say no, bro. You can't say no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, want to pivot on to a little bit more Here we go. I personal, like this part. personal training questions. You sure. Know? Um, so, as a personal trainer, what are some misconceptions people have about online training and, and how do you address them with like what, what it'd be like to get service from yeah online? with online personal misconceptions training. i would say here's a huge one okay whenever you're taking advice from somebody whether it be me or anybody whatsoever you want to take advice from somebody that has either been out of shape and then got themselves in shape or let's say for example you're taking financial advice it could be from somebody who was grew up poor and then developed themselves yeah. and became wealthy. Uh, you want to get advice from that. The thing is, because we live in a very superficial um, social media world where mm-hmm. we look at people who look the best and they, they have that halo effect. The halo effect is when you look at somebody, they think you, you automatically assume they know what they're talking about because they look the part. Now, what you'll find in online coaching and online training is a lot of it is essentially, quote unquote, influencers. Now, I have no mm-hmm. hate on influencers. I just want to state that. For me, I always try to take lessons from everything, but I'm also aware. And to be aware, you just look at, if just because somebody looks good does not mean they know how to coach you. True. Mm. All right. So I'd say a big misconception with online coaching is don't look at someone necessarily as like, okay, this guy looks amazing or this girl looks amazing. They must know the most. That's not actually the facts. In fact, most of the time, uh, the, the coaches that, are, that know the most are not genetically gifted in any way, shape, or form. They, they might actually have a lean physique, and they might have a very desirable physique to look at. There's nothing, I'm not saying that they can't achieve that. But oftentimes, what you'll find is that the people that look the best are essentially just genetically gifted marvels. And yeah. Yeah, and we've all met them. We've all met oh. people. We just talked about it off air. We yeah, know bro. people that literally shoot hoops three times a week, probably work out every couple months, and they look better than we do. Way better than you. Right? Yeah. So It's just, man, it's, it's nice it's to be unfair, gifted man. like yeah, that. I wish I got those kind of jeans, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? It's unfair, man, but <laughs> hey, that's, that's what it is. If man. you want to vet your online coach and you want to make sure, there's a couple ways to go about it. You ask who they're working with. Ask if you could speak to the people who they're working with. You can even take a look at how they coach their clients. Like, what is the process of getting you from point A to Z? And what approach do you take? Because if it's super strict and it's super uh, just something that you can't see yourself doing for the rest of your life, Mm. then don't even bother. Don't even get started, right? So I know... I know it's very easy for all of us to have that all or nothing mindset. Like, I mean, they start to look at health and fitness as like a, a light switch. It's like, okay, I'm now eating healthy. I'm now healthy because I'm doing this. And what that ends up doing is that creates a, a fake uh, reality of how health and fitness is. It's more of a spectrum. It's more of a, a, when I say a spectrum, it's like, okay, like maybe this meal isn't like ideal for my goals, but it's still nutritious. It still has what I need to perform. It still has this and it still has that. Not and you know what? There's still a lot of joy in this food too. Yeah. Like yeah. why? Like sometimes, um, it's you got to be very careful with the words you choose as well. Like a cheat meal, and this is gonna sound corny, but I call it a self love meal. 
enjoy that meal, have that time to yeah. understand that this is not food that is poisoning your body. It's food that's nourishing your, your soul. Mm. Mm. That's yeah, facts, kinda, man, right? It's dangerous, though. Oh, I know, be, right? Uh, cheap meals, baby. <laughs> Next thing you know. Yeah, right. This is a self-love meal, man. McDonald's, I deserve this, baby. But sometimes, like, you, 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 you do need them. Well, I, I, sometimes. I truly believe sometimes. <laughs> it's good to reset. Yeah. You know, just especially if you're dieting for, like, weeks at a time. Like, it's, it's not sustainable. Not sustainable. It's hard, yeah. And you know what? It, there are times where you are going to do something that's not sustainable. Like if you're like, I just want to look really good for, for my wedding or I want to look good on the beach for this. Yes, there are going to yeah. be, that's when you got to dial it in a little bit. But for the vast majority of the time, that isn't your whole year. Mm. That's only yeah. small 100%. little windows. And if that's the case and you're like, okay, I need to go a little bit on the sprint. When I say sprint, like dial in my macros, yep. dial in my training, dial in my sleep, dial in my water, all the things that, that I can put together and then look amazing a few months from down the road then yeah do it uh do it for you don't do it for anybody else because if you do it for somebody else uh, you will find that it's um not it's not a path worth work uh sorry worth walking uh, you'll find that it only lasts for so long and then when you start doing it for yourself you're like oh, okay actually this is uh i actually love the way i feel more importantly how i feel inside my own body and my own skin I mean, don't you want to look in the mirror and be like, I respect the person that I'm looking at because you followed through on a plan. And not only did you follow through, the goal isn't even important. It's who you become on your way yes, to that sir. goal. What you acquire, who you become. That was a bomb right That's there. A... I wish we had a bomb. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. <laughs> I was just going to say, because uh, transitioning to it, um, we know, you know, talking to you off air, that you are big on personal development. Of course, personal mm -hmm. training. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll dial in on that one. Um, to start, what's the, uh, what's a book that you recommend for personal development? Oh man. When yeah, I saw that question, deep. when I saw that question, I, it was very difficult for me to answer because I, there's so many books that literally really changed my yeah, life, right? And I always tell people, the reason why a lot of personal trainers, um, and they, I will admit, a lot of personal trainers talk a little bit outside of their wheelhouse because they get they start to believe their own halo effect. But it's because we're all autodidacts. I mean, we're self-learners. We, This industry wasn't fully paved. And, and so I would That's say fa fairly recently, it's gotten a lot more um, a lot more structured. But when I started, it was kind of a little bit of the Wild West back then, right? You get your weekend cert. Once you get your certification, it's kind of like, all right, figure it out. You're, right? you're the expert now. <laughs> exactly, yeah. right? And so because of that, you latch on to different things, different ideologies. And then eventually you get to your own ideology and you're like, okay, a lot. there's good things about everything. Now, having said that, when it comes to reading, I always think of two things. One, the quote that I heard uh, I believe it was Pat Flynn. He said he called it just in time learning. So the best book for you to read at any point in time is the book that's going to solve the, the problem that's right in front of you right now. Here we go. Okay. So that this is why I have a difficult time recommending books. Now, if there is one book when it comes to just learning people skills and learning um, just sales in general or just to be a better human being, in my opinion, and I've always recommended that this is a book that I listen to even while I'm about to sleep. I put it on audiobook format and I listen to it is How to Win Friends and Influence People. I, that book has literally changed my life. And the, the, the biggest quote I got from that is the best way to be interesting is to be interested. And I always tell, uh, I just told you off air that I want to be the most boring person in the room. I want to get to know everyone else more than I want to know. Because I, 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 I really feel that I'm kind of boring, to tell you the truth. I live a very basic, simple life. And I like to learn about everybody else's life because then I could take some things out of that that I could either apply in my own life 
or I just find everybody to be their own book, their own, they're like, they all have a story that they mm-hmm. have the, the t- to tell, right? It's and a little, um, little stuttery there, but yeah, just so, have you ever heard that saying, many, many men live their lives in quiet desperation and they still, and they go to the grave with a song still in their heart? Mm. Have you ever heard that saying before? I just heard it. It's just right now. <laughs> I love that quote because I do believe every single person has a song in their heart. And I'm trying yeah. to, whenever I have a deep dive conversation with them, whether it be at a party or any type of event or just, just one-on-one, I want to get that song. I want to hear that song. And I know everybody has that inside of them. And I, and I learned that a lot when I was training people in person. I was like, man, yeah. the people that I train are just super, super interesting. Like I find them more interesting than any book I've ever read. You know, everyone has such a, a story, a struggle that they're dealing with. And that's part of my passion when it comes to coaching people is that I want to be able to find, I want them to have their own Rocky montage. You know, I want them oh, to yeah. have their, I want them yeah, to be their yeah, own yeah, testimonial. Their own know? edit. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy because we, I just talked about that. The way we're doing this podcast is to actually get to know people and learn from them. So that's essentially what we're doing, right? We're just trying to hear, right now we're trying to hear your song. Sure. You know, exactly. We just heard Shit. someone's yeah, songs right? earlier and that's just a good way to put it. 100%. Yeah. Because everyone has experiences and you can't beat that. No. You know, like some of the stuff that David probably has experienced, we could potentially go through that in the future. Yeah. It'd be nice to know, like, know how to handle it when that time comes. Exactly. Right? So every conversation counts. I'm a firm believer in that. Right? I will say one more book too, because this is a book that I wanted to mention. It's called The Millionaire Fast Lane by MJ DeMarco. The reason why I love that book is the mindset around entrepreneurship, the mindset of being a producer, not a consumer. And if you read that book, that will be your gateway drug to entrepreneurship, 100%. It's got a cheesy cover. It's got literally like a, like a, like a sports car in the front. And even MJ DeMarco, the author, makes fun of the cover because I don't think they have any control over their editing. or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, But that, that book is phenomenal. There's so many just nuggets of, of knowledge in there that you can take with you. And even if one day, because I know a lot of your listeners are probably going to be entrepreneurs, uh, just they have this formula called uh, Sense. Control, entry, need, and time and scale. And it, that formula alone, if you could develop a business around that formula, then you have a business that has infinite scale, infinite possibilities, and infinite opportunity. So I lo- that was one book that definitely opened the entire world up for me. And see, instead of seeing problems, I see nothing but solutions. Mm. That's, That's how you should look at it. Yeah, entrepreneurs, bro. It, it's to be a good one. It's just you just gotta solve more problems, and problems come problems. You just gotta solve all of them. That's true. That's what makes a good salesperson, man. You gotta be a good problem solver. Exactly right. You exactly now. As far as like reading books, I know when we we spoke uh, a week ago, you mentioned that you read one book multiple times instead of reading multiple books one time. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Well, I found that, number one, I can't apply every lesson in a book immediately. It takes a few times to sink in. For me personally, I, like, I don't think I'm gifted in any way, shape, or form. I don't even think I'm very intelligent. I just One thing that I, that I am is persistent. And, mm-hmm. and also, too, I know that it takes a few times to go through something yourself before it becomes second nature, right? And these books, all these books are a crystallized, a crystallized knowledge, and in order for it to be actual wisdom, you have to be able to apply, apply that knowledge. It. I agree. I agree. True. You need to be able. Yeah, I, I agree. You need to be able to apply because, like, every time I read a book, well, especially if I like finish when I, when I did seventy five hard, you you know, you have to read like ten pages a day and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. In the middle of it, I finished like two books. I would go through a book. 
I don't even rem- remember. I was what I read. gonna say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Well, it's just your attention. You can dial in, but it, the longer you read, bro, it's just you think about stuff, right? Yeah, that's, totally. It's, it's totally normal. That's why it's good to actually read one multiple times because it's like listening to a song. If you listen to one song, do you memorize the whole song after? Mm-mm. No, you gotta Love listen that. to it multiple times, right? So it's yeah. the same thing. I, I also in. remember this is one thing I got from a. Uh, his name is Naval Ravikant. Are you guys familiar with the, with this individual? No. He's an investor. Uh, he's part of the tech space, and he said something that I that I think is really important for your listeners that have difficulty reading or don't enjoy reading. Read read something that you love until you love reading. So if mm. you ha- if you find that you're you're not a big reader. Uh, I know a lot of people have a difficult time. Well, number one, just use audiobooks. That yep. seems listen, to be like a life hack, yeah. right? But having said that, uh, read something that you love until you love to read. And for me, my gateway drug into reading was Harry Potter. Ooh, so good. <laughs> That's literally so what good. got me into reading because I was like, I actually hate reading. And then I was like, I'm going to just try to read something because I know that reading is so, so important. And I know that after you're done school, that shouldn't be the end of your education. That should be the beginning, right? The beginning. So that's what that's got me advice. into reading. And I hope... A lot of your listeners fall in love with reading because I still think reading is the best source, other than people, uh, yeah. the best source of knowledge out there, best uh, medium for knowledge out there, instead of everything being online, which there's still a lot of great stuff online, of mm. course, uh, but when it goes through the gauntlet of editing and um, just being polished, you're seeing someone's work in a book format, and it's usually their best stuff, so highly recommend. Love it. Love it. I'm learning a lot, man. I can't believe this. I... I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah, no, and I agree with that because, like, if you're in a remote area and you don't really have, and you're and you're trying to find a mentor, you can use these great authors as mentors, especially if they have 100%. like an online program. Bro, you can just read everything about them because they made the mistakes already, right? If they're just, if they're a successful entrepreneur, like um, what's guy, Tim, who's the guy that uh, started Duncan. Apple? <laughs> Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> Apple, Steve Jobs, right? If you read his like his whole book and all that, like Elon Musk, like we we're talking about earlier, they made the mistakes, mm. right? So we don't have to. Well, we probably might have to eat dirt for a little bit, but it's okay. That's that's part of the game, right? That's, so it's, yes, books is uh, it's 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 a good way to really learn knowledge, and I guess it's a good segue into a, our, our second topic. I've been I've been creeping your Instagram a little bit, oh, you man. know. Me I and Stefan have been because we, we we've been having this uh, discussion a lot, right? So motivation, mm. discipline. I know uh, in your in your little Instagram reel you said motivation is a B A T C H. <laughs> Why is that? Well, motivation is an emotional state that you have, um, and there's times when it strikes you. It's times when it's not there, yeah. and we can't wait for that. You know, I think it was Brian Tracy that said that motivation and inspiration isn't something you feel every day. That's why we shower every day, right? So true. I mean, here's the advantage of motivation and inspiration. If you need, for example, if you need to prime the pump, when I mean by prime the pump, like journal or listen to some, some motivating uh, podcast or um, a motivational speaker to just get you fired up, it's just fuel. But it doesn't last. Yep. Right? What lasts is habits. What lasts is putting in the work day in and day out and allowing your action to create motivation for you. It's the old saying, it's, um, you know, the, the, I've heard people say, strike while the iron's hot, that old saying, but the, the better version of that saying is keep on striking until the iron is hot. Wow. I, yeah. I had to really like take that in. Yeah. Dude, I love that. So how do you, uh, cause of course, as a personal trainer, a lot of people use you as motivation, right? Cause that's, mm. I mean, your job is to kind of start a program for them, like do everything and, mm. you know, motivate them to work out. So how do you, how do you actually... Um, what's the word to say? Like, how do you manage that in terms of 
motivation for other people if they just use you as motivation to sure to if you're using out. me i use my stories kind of like a vlog i show that i i'm a regular person i went karaoke last night i had a couple of drinks it's like we're all regular people and really we're just living our life the only difference is we added fitness into it and i look at fitness as a way to complement your life not be the end all be all mm. right like, it's meant to it's meant to enhance everything that you have and i out of the three pillars right health wealth relationships None of the two can be made possible unless your health is in order, right? True. Now, you could be in the greatest True. relationship of all time. You could be wealthy beyond any man's or woman's dream. Yeah. But if your health is not there... You're out of here, bro. Yeah. So uh, I look at health as, as the baseline, the pillar, the cornerstone that, uh, cornerstone that everybody needs to focus on first before moving on to the next thing. And the thing is, if you focus on your health first, you will find that... Uh, everything else becomes a little bit easier anyway, right? True. So whether that be, you could kind of self-actualize. Have you seen Maslow's hierarchy of needs where you got your basic needs and at the very top of that uh, that pyramid is self-actualization. You could actually self-actualize if you're not limited and uh, by your own health, by your own body, feeling uncomfortable and, and just not happy in your own skin. That's true. Yeah, no, That's I good. agree. And, and, and David, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a, take a totally different left turn because like we're on the topic of mindset and all that stuff right but the way that you're you're able to effectively communicate messages and like keep us intrigued the whole time yeah. how do you do like how, how are you such an a crazy good effective communicator and how can someone be like that man <laughs> well first of all I, I appreciate that that's something that I want to be good at so first of all that's a that's a high compliment to me so I oh. appreciate that um, I would say where I quote unquote got it is I'm a PK. A PK is a pastor's kid. Right. Yep. And my father is a phenomenal, phenomenal teacher. He's a very, very, very good teacher. And I was inundated with that growing up. And if what I've learned when it comes to communication anyway is just share. Like if you're enthusiastic and you love what you're talking about, it's so easy to share. It's so mm -hmm. easy to talk, right? Like mm -hmm. you guys, when you guys talk about your podcast vision, I'm intrigued. I love like I'm hanging on to every word because I see oh, like these two young guys killing it and maybe you're not where you want to be yet but you will be there surely appreciate it at the end of the appreciate day it. like you, the only time that you quote unquote lose is when you quit and you guys don't are not quitters so I like to see the come up and I like to see the progression there's nothing more motivating than seeing progress, right? So mm. all day, man, yeah. all day. And then as a as a personal trainer, when your clients see that and you're seeing that, like it must be such a good feeling, though. No? Bro, I it's I, man, I shared a client win yesterday. Uh, one of my clients dropped quite a significant amount of body fat. This is somebody that not had not even stepped foot in a gym. So her her first two weeks, she worked out at home, and then she got inspired enough to get a gym membership. And mm. then her first month, just seeing the trend go down and not just her weight but just seeing the habits that she's checking off every single day it's man there's nothing like it just seeing just developing people and making helping them get to their uh their happy medium helping them get to their full potential like man like i was put on this earth for just that i really do feel it's like purpose man yeah like it, it makes me feel like what i'm doing is actually not only meaningful but actually has some impact like imagine right i get her into shape uh her kids see that as an example and then her kids reflect off that get in shape and then just the the ripple effect that yeah. people don't even think yeah. about the ripple effect of just because a lot of the reason why people are not healthy is because unfortunately a lot of um, habits built from family a lot of habits like they when you break that cycle of of whether that be uh, body dysmorphia or whether that be 
just uh, your family didn't know how to eat properly and you're now uh, bearing that same uh, responsibility because you just don't know better yourself. It's just unfortunate. And then once you break that cycle and then you're able to now, now you're, you're extending everyone's life around you, your own life. Uh, and you know what? A lot of fitness people talk so much about uh, length and longevity, but quality of life is more important to me, mm. I think, because we don't know when our, our clock is up, yep, right? True. So yep. if, you, if you could just improve the quality of your life by getting in better health and seeing how free you feel in your body, not fe- feeling always tired, not feeling uh, uncomfortable in your clothes, uh, wearing baggy clothes because you don't feel uh, confident, or all of those different things, like once you get rid of that, you're like, wow, like I was bearing that for so many years and I didn't realize that it was holding me back in so many ways. And I literally see it as people, like they're not able to even meet the right partner because they, they're not comfortable in their own skin. Maybe they end up with someone that they shouldn't be with, right? So, and uh, those are the things I think about, like the, the ripple effect, yeah. you know, because I've seen it in my own life and I'm sure you guys have as well. Yeah, it's, a, it's yeah, it's I agree because a lot of people, they... A lot of people are self-conscious, and yeah. you know some people might not judge, but it's they you're your you're your own judge, right? That what makes you really sometimes not confident. Um, but what I always say because I play ball is to when you feel good, you play good, right? So it's mm-hmm. pretty much the same thing. So if you're confident in yourself, you know you, you like your physique, you're at the point where you're healthy. The way you you actually talk to people, the way you if you play, the way you fight, or the way you train, it's just it's different. Yeah, you just you walk your with mojo. confidence, your swagger. Yes, that's sir. the one. Yeah, that's yeah the exactly one. right. Now, David, something very interesting. You you said something very interesting. So that one specific client, she trained at home for two weeks before she signed up for a gym membership. Correct. And she saw results working out from home, bro, with no weights. See, <laughs> as, see, see, that's crazy. Because yeah. as humans, we are all our biggest critics, right? Like. We all have limiting beliefs. Oh, I need to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to hire David because I need to go to a gym first. Yep. But yep. this lady, she, she, she didn't have a gym membership. She lost weight at home and then eventually made her way to the gym. Like, How does one overcome these limiting beliefs or negative self-talk? That's a good question. The thing about limiting beliefs, and I totally understand it because I have a lot myself. I'm going to be totally honest with that as well like even though i i spend a lot of time reconditioning and and healthily brainwashing myself into believing that i could i have a higher potential and i could live up to that potential um it starts with action right the moment you take small Always. actions you start to have more belief it just have you ever heard of the confidence competence loop explain so the more competent you become the more confident you become it's kind of mm. think of an infinity yep. sign and a c on both gotcha. sides okay yeah mm-hmm. so the, the more competent you become the more confident you become like we you guys just did boxing this morning and i was thinking like i remember the first time i threw a jab it was awful hurt my wrist yeah and i was like what am i doing like i'm not even hitting with the right knuckles like i'm my hand is like slots like i didn't realize that you have to be kind of loose and tight at the same yep. time so learning those fundamentals and, and and just like eventually you're like well i could actually throw a nice jab oh my straight right feels good too my left hook the left hook as you guys know in the very beginning is very odd and uncomfortable to do the first time you You don't realize it has a lot of hip a lot of a lot of torque Torque. you're you're literally when you first do it it's just like an arm punch that's what kent said your hand is last everything turns and your hand is always last kinetic chain (laughs) yeah right right so i think about that all the time i think about like all everybody's got a starting point and we're all starting at different points and just the person that just keeps on going is going to get further ahead. And I'm sure you've heard before too as well uh, about people that are um, gifted, right? That, that have talent, a prodigy. Those are the people that rarely ever last. 
it's usually the people that put in the work day in and day out are usually the ones that see the most success. Like mm-hmm. I'd rather be a res- a persistent idiot than a brilliant lazy person. I agree. Consistency. That's I what agree. we preach, man. You got to be consistent to be able to succeed, and that's a uh, that's a big point. Yeah, because if you ain't consistent, man, you're not you're never gonna see the results. You'll never get to where you want to be, right? Yeah, I can work out for one day. Am I gonna do it again tomorrow to reach my goals? I should. And we can't we can't wait for perfect conditions either. Like, there you, I, go. you know, I, I know. Um, let me go. let me tell you. The start of COVID lockdown, I didn't have any gym equipment. I little I have videos of me using my couch as an overhead press, yeah. and then I I bought bags of rice to squat with the bags of rice. <laughs> yes. And I was like, in a way, I was actually excited for the challenge. I was like, oh, you know what? I've been working out for so many years my own way with like perfect conditions in the gym, and now that I don't have perfect conditions, let's see what I really know. It's like this is what I trained for, you know. This is yeah. what I. A lot of the adversity that you're experiencing, you've trained for this. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Embrace mm. it. You've trained for this. This is what you. This is what all that mindset was. This yeah. is what all this. Um, all in order to see what you're made of, you need to be put in challenging situations. And for clients that have no gym equipment, that are, it's true. If they had a gym, they would have more. Um, of course, they would have more opportunity. True. They would have more um, tools to work with. But if they don't have that, let's start where you are. Let's start with literally just the floor that you're standing on. Body weight. That's, you can just do push-ups. And that's a good point because, I mean, to be honest, that was me during COVID. It's just I gained a lot of weight because of it. And But to me, everything was just reasons. Like, it's because I didn't have a gym. Yeah, I think right? like, really, I could have done more or I could have done something else to actually maintain what I was like, like my physique and all that. So, so yeah, that's a good, that's a good advice, man. It's a good advice. Yeah, no, it's true. Every, everyone during COVID just kind of let themselves go. But David on the other one, other hand was like, you don't know me, son. You know? <laughs> Goggins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't know me, son. Oh, bro. If I were to do it all over again, I think about this all, all the time. Like, I would have just probably focused on cardio because I'm so used to weight yeah. training. I've never actually followed, like, specifically a cardio routine. Yeah. And I was like, man, I should have taken... Because I lived in Vegas at the time, and the weather there is just beautiful. Like, yeah. first thing in the morning... That's where Goggins lives, by the way. Ooh. And uh, the funny thing about Goggins, you can literally see the man running, and it's hot as hell outside literally you see him all the time he's writing he's running outside the strip the guy's a, yeah. a true madman yeah but uh what i was gonna say is like if i were to do things differently i would have fit, focused a lot more on my cardio health and, and now i'm definitely <laughs> i definitely know that um this is one of those things in fitness where you're like you get you fall in love with one thing but there's actually so many facets Tons, like with it, yeah. cardio yeah. uh mobility flexibility like Man, like calisthenics, there's just so many fun avenues you can go when it comes to fit. It's literally, I literally look at myself like an RPG character. It's like, what stats can yeah, I level yeah, up yeah, today? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Strength, cardio, whatever, right? It's crazy because they're all totally different, bro. I, yeah, different. it's true. Techniques are totally different, right? night and day. You can be yeah. like a power lifter, you can be a physique competitor, you can be in boxing if you really wanted yeah, to, yeah. you can be a track and field, javelin throwing if you wanted to. You know exactly. exactly. <laughs> so I guess that's a good uh, segue into the next part, man. Like the future. Like, what are your future plans, David? Well, my first plan is to build my experience up in terms of online coaching, and also to to just um, elevate the company that I work for or work with. I should say United Coaching, and then eventually at some point, I'd like to be a professional speaker. I'd like to oh, get on stage and yes, speak sir. to people and be able to encourage them to find their own uh, passion and their own. Uh, purpose. So once that, that's something that I see myself doing, and, and I've taken these. Um, have you guys ever taken like strength um, finder courses, like where it shows like what your quote unquote strengths are? 
Um, have you? I, no. I, I don't think I've taken like personality, like kind of like <laughs> yeah. testing a lot of stuff, right? But not like not anything like that. So I took this course many, many years ago called Strength Finders 2.0, and it told me that my biggest strength is communication and that I should be a professional speaker, a teacher, a uh, someone in sales. And those are all roles that I've already done. And cool. I would love to speak on stages. I would love to be able to uh, inspire and light a fire in people to pursue things that they love. Because at the end of the day, that we have such a small window in this world, right? True. And uh, it's just... I just want people to know that you can pursue something with all your heart and soul. And yes, we all need to make an income. Yes, we need to we need to be able to provide. But you're gonna be you're gonna get so much further if you you can align those two. If you could find a way to like offer the most amount of service and impact the most amount of people, then you will get what you need financially. You'll always be taken care of. And just trust, and whether you trust in the universe, for me, I'm, I'm a believer, so I, I trust very much in God, and I, bl- I believe that God has a higher purpose for me, and I just, I never feel like I'm at a loss, because I've seen too many instances in my life where God has shown up when I didn't think anything would happen, so. Amen. Amen to that, man. He always got your back, you know? There's not a time, there's not a bad time in life that he's never taken us out, you yes, know? Sir. Always has a plan. And um, as far as, like, uh, being a... Um, you know, a, a a speaker. That's I think for for you especially, that's very doable. 100%. Very very doable. Hundred like, percent. How would you make your way up into the big stage though? Like what like what would you do? So, for now, what I'd like to do is work with enough people so I could understand a lot more of people's pains. Because I feel like I'm kind of putting in my reps right now. I'm putting my reps like uh, I'm I'm able to understand people a lot better because I don't want to this is kind of a cop out, but I don't want to go on stage and just talk about things that I feel like I don't have enough life experience in. Mm, Right. That being said, (laughs) not to contradict myself, I think you should start obviously um, when you're not ready, you should always start when you're not ready. And maybe the way I see myself quote unquote speaking on stages in the very, very beginning is just going to be through my social media platform. And uh, at some point I'd love to do a YouTube channel and just share lessons and wisdom that I, that I've come across in my life. And then uh, I have a podcast. It's called the Theory Pod, uh, Theory Fitness Podcast, and in that, uh, I, we also my um, uh, co-speaker Carson. We we want to talk about things outside of fitness as well because, hey, uh, we're not just fitness people. Yes, that is something we are passionate about, but we also have a lot of different interests. Yeah, you know. So uh, I know fitness is definitely my passion, but I'm also passionate a lot about a lot of different things, and whether that be personal development or whether that be uh, just being around individuals like yourself, like there's just so much in this world that it's, it's just you can never be bored. There's just, oh, there's man. just not you can. There's no reason to be ever bored. And if you are bored, that's a good thing because that means that gives you an opportunity to think. To think. Boom. I agree. I like well, that, I man. It's been a, it's been a great episode, man. But you you dropped a lot of gems. Um, we'll leave it with one. Um, you're big. You big quote guys. There's a there's a lot of quotes that you already said that. You know, you already shared with us, which really helped. Um, and I can't wait to listen back to this. But leave us with one last quote, or if it's multiple, then you can give us more. Just leave it. Leave us with one last gem. Give us the gems, end. yeah, the bombs. Well, my favorite one, uh, I think it's Vince Lombardi. It's like, and I, I kind of casually mentioned it in in the earlier in this um, podcast. But I really believe that who you become is more important than the goal itself. Mm. Like pursuing a goal is just a milestone, right? But who you become is so, so important. And if you are pursuing a worthwhile goal, you will be surprised at what kind of person you need to become to achieve it. 
And I like as corny and and I I think I, we talked about this off air like the first time we talked a lot of the woo woo stuff out there. When I say woo woo, very spiritual, almost like um, new agey. You know, I do believe uh, in a sense that that is important because it it lifts the fog of uncertainty and and being able to spot positive things in this universe. But what I want what if I can impart one thing is pursue a worthwhile goal. One that's so difficult and, and that will make you so uncomfortable that you will need to become someone totally different to achieve it. If you can, if you could think of one goal and you're anyone listening, if you could just think of one goal, you're like, I'm not, I've, I don't know if I can do that. That should be the one. That's the one that should be able to make you feel uh, the one that makes you feel super duper uncomfortable. The one that makes you sweat. The one that makes you. It, it's the same logic I use for dating. Like if I don't get butterflies or if I don't feel uncomfortable, then am I really you. attracted to this not person? You. So. Uh, it's the same thing for goals. They should be uh, a bag, B-H-A-G, big, hairy, audacious goal, mm. right? What's more important is what you acquire or who you become. Boom. Thank you, sir. That's it, baby. David, you've been dropping bombs all day. we got to get the fire extinguisher out and all that stuff, right? <laughs> Before we let you go, man, we, we have a few more things that we want to just talk about with you, man. Is sure. there anything that you want to plug? Anything you want to highlight? Highlight. Yeah, you can give me a follow on Instagram, David Neil Fit N E I double L, Fit, and uh, you could follow. You could even follow me as a Facebook friend if you like. I need more friends, guys. <laughs> David <laughs> Neil N E I double L, um, and yeah. So, other than that, I hope to be a guest on here again uh, at a different level, guys. Of course, We're all on a Dude, different level. One right? year, man. We like. Why? I think. I think it'd be like a. Good thing to do with like a one year follow up. See where you're at. See where we're at, man. You said you want to do public speaking. Maybe we'll do this live, bro. David, you're homeless. What happened? (laughs) (laughs) I lost everything. (laughs) I went too all in. (laughs) I went all in, man. He's like, remember episode? You told me to reach. uh, I told myself to reach a goal I couldn't reach, bro. I couldn't reach. (laughs) Here I am now. (laughs) Better to crash and fail on a goal like that, though. You know, hundred percent, man. All day and SB, man. Last question. You know the drill, ask baby. Everyone, man, who who should be on uh, our, who should be our next guest on this podcast? And if you once you plug them, you gotta help us bring them. Yeah, I would. I, I would really like you guys to do. Um, he's a friend of mine. His name's Alan Liu, Alan? and I kind of mentioned him. Uh, he he has uh, Huntington's disease HD, yeah. and uh, it is a very. Um, he's a very interesting individual because he's the type of guy that will just. I'm going to just do that. So, for example, he took an amateur fight uh, with, like, no formal training. And was like, I'm just going to go ahead. And then he just, like, trained hard as hell and then fought. And I won't talk about the result because I'll let him say that story. But uh, he'd be an interesting guest to have on. He's just a – he just – you can just say he's got a certain air and fire and spirit about him just because he knows that uh, life is so, you know, fragile, right? So uh, definitely be an interesting guest to have on. Can't wait. Alan Alan Liu? Alan Lou. Alan Lou, baby. Alan Lou, we're See coming, baby. <laughs> <laughs> David, man. Appreciate it, sir. Appreciate it. It's a pleasure, brother. Yeah, pleasure Again. and an honor, guys. Again, everybody, give David a follow. Yes, I'm going to plug we'll all his stuff right here. No, he does. Oh, yeah, no, no, I, I, I don't. It's just too hard, man. I'm going to put it right here in the description yeah. below. And, guys, until next time, my name is MP. Stefan SB. And we got DN in this building. And until next time, guys, we're out. We out. Peace.